Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. At least seven large companies filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in less than 48 hours last week. And this breakneck pace of restructurings included one's hot digital broadcaster, Vice Media. And this is the largest number of filings on record during a two-day period since at least 2008. But some say this string of bankruptcies is just the beginning. So what will this mean to financial markets? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Finbar Flynn, who is the editor for Asia Credit at Bloomberg News. Finbar, welcome to the show. Hi, Youngbin. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon to you too. So, Finbar, earlier this month, you know, Vice Media, which was once considered the darling of the journalism landscape and valued at nearly six billion U.S. dollars, filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy protection. Did this come as a surprise to you? Well, uh, I think companies are being challenged at the moment to show mm. that their businesses can actually make cash, that mm. they can produce cash flows. Uh, so the short answer is not really. Mm. Um, I think it's uh, one scenario where if you're a growing company and you're not making cash and interest rates are at 1% or near 0%, but we have interest rates now in the U.S. above 5% for cash. Mm-hmm. So um, when in uh, these companies, a lot of these companies had built up, you know, an awful lot of uh, debt on their books. Mm-hmm. They didn't have uh, steady f- uh, flows of cash. So um, I, I think we, we've come 12 months from where the Fed started actually hiking rates in March of last year. Mm-hmm. And we've got to a, a stage now where companies have cut uh, costs, cut employees, but they're having to face now the, the real challenges. And uh, some of them can't make it, and some mm-hmm. of them are going into bankruptcy, as we've seen with those uh, companies you mentioned. Okay, okay. I mean, Vice wasn't alone. Six other large companies filed as well within a 48-hour span, and that's apparently the most active such, such period for bankruptcies since 2008. I mean, what has triggered this mass wave of bankruptcies? Is it similar to what we saw back in March with our U.S. lenders and European lenders as well? So I think if you go back to 2008, it's, it's probably a good place to start because mm-hmm. uh, after 2008, we had this, obviously the financial crisis yeah. and rates came down to uh, zero rates for a, for a decade. Mm-hmm. And basically, they've, they've been globally at zero for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they've gone up once or twice, but they've come down again. Um, so... Um, People have lived on, on cheap uh, cash um, and investors have been chasing anything that gives uh, an added return over 1% or 2%, especially in debt markets, because people, are, you know, um, they are meant to get their money back. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't have uh, any huge um, expectations of, you know, huge uh, windfalls from, you know, stocks, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that what we're seeing now is, I don't think it's so related to the actual banking crisis in mm-hmm. The United States, the mini banking crisis, mm-hmm. um, which which will add to I think the effects as we go along. But it's basically that uh, we will see, and we are expecting to see, um, you know, 2010, 2011 type levels for for bankruptcies this year in the United States mm-hmm. because. The era of cheap cash is gone. Mm, okay, okay. So what was the initial reaction with credit markets once this string of bankruptcies happened? So that's that's one of the complicated areas of it. Um, mm-hmm. 
So uh, credit markets have been very stable for the last um, 18 months. Mm-hmm. They've defied investor expectations. And how do, we, how do we know that? Because we look at what the credit spreads are doing for high-yield debt and mm-hmm. for investment-grade debt. And um, they, they haven't blown out. That, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, they've gone a, a little wider. But um, rates now, let, let, if you give you an example, so... Um, in the United States, uh, high-yield bonds, uh, the additional yield premium that people pay for to buy these bonds mm-hmm. on average is about 480 basis points. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, during the pandemic, that was three times higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the financial crisis in 2008, that was um, four times higher. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it, we're in a totally different type of a, a space right now. The start of the pandemic, or mm-hmm. anyways, much worse in 2008, 2008. I see, I see. So if you're looking at the credit markets right now, what what kind of um, investment trends are you seeing? Do investors expect more bankruptcies to happen? Um, so, I, I mean, I speak regularly to investors, and mm-hmm. uh, yes, um, more uh, for the people I speak to more, uh, it's, they're more concerned with um uh, defaults, uh, corporate mm. defaults, and obviously that's that's very similar to bankruptcies. But right. bankruptcies can affect companies, much smaller companies mm-hmm. that you know large investors and large funds won't have uh, stakes in. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, the, uh, people expect to go, we're going into recession in the U, in the US, maybe mm-hmm. a global recession. By the mm-hmm. end of the, uh, Bloomberg Economics expects we're going into a recession this year right. as well in the United States. Um, but people don't expect it to be too long, mm. um, and they expect uh, all these credit spreads to widen. They expect bankruptcies to increase. Um, uh, Moody's expects defaults in the United States to double, mm-hmm. uh, so from very historically low levels. Mm. Um, but the the hope is that with the Fed on pause, uh, possibly uh, from the last hike uh, just earlier this month, um, markets may get back some of their mojo. But it'll, it'll be a tough ride over the next uh, 8-12 months. There's no doubt about that. I see, I see. But I mean, adding on to that, the filings did come as Federal Reserve officials signaled that they favor a pause in the aggressive monetary tightening campaign amid the ongoing fallout in credit markets. I mean, can you elaborate a little more on this? So in terms of the Fed, we actually, like, one of the great problems in the last uh, 12 18 months is that mm-hmm. uh, markets haven't uh, moved sufficiently for the fe- for the Fed to bring down prices. Mm-hmm. So basically, we, there's a lag effect. There's mm-hmm. a lag effect is, is the, is the okay. answer there. That um, uh, we'll see this play out. We haven't seen it play out hardly any of it in the real economy yet. Um, uh, so we're going to see that happen over the next, say, 12, 12 months, something like that. Mm-hmm. So but that's when we see more bankruptcies, I more see. defaults. I see, I see. So is the problem simply just down to this aggressive debt accumulation during the low interest rate era, or is it more layered? Um, I think there's several aspects. One of it is an awful lot of the um, defaults, for example, that I was looking at, is uh, a lot of them are related to private equity mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, famed, for example, you know, leverage buyouts. And when mm-hmm. the private equity goes in and it takes over a company, it often ends up uh, burdening that company with an awful lot of debt. Mm. So, um, so, so that's definitely one of the issues. But the other issue also is that um, if you're an investor now and you have you can get five percent interest mm-hmm. on cash, uh, and you're looking at these troubled companies, you're not going to be throwing your money into <laughs> a risky space heading right. into a recession. I see, I see. But I, I mean, a bankruptcy filing is obviously bad news for any company, but does it necessarily signal an end? 
as you said, it, it, it doesn't. So mm-hmm. you basically have two types of bankruptcies in, in the US. You mm-hmm. have uh, Chapter 11 and Chapter 7. Right. And Chapter 7 is uh, is liquidation, and then the company goes mm-hmm. out of business. It's asked to sold off in that company. Uh, but that is the, the lesser um, path taken. Most of these companies will do Chapter 11, whereby the company will get the company's management uh, under court and a, a court supervisor appointed trustee will get a chance to come up with a plan to, mm-hmm. to revitalize the company. And if they can get creditors to agree on that, uh, there are some companies that keep coming back and keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not the end of the line for these companies that go through Chapter 11 bankruptcy. I see, I see. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, Moody's have suggested that the bankruptcy trend is just getting underway. And you've been speaking to a lot of investors about this as well. So, I mean, how is this then going to affect the outlook for investors moving forward? Are they going to change their investment strategies? I think most a lot, an awful lot of the investors I speak to are large investors, so they're mm-hmm. interested in, in larger companies with mm-hmm. larger debt profiles. But So right now, people are uh, hewing to a much safer approach to mm-hmm. debt. Um, they're, they're not going into the, the risky areas. And when I say that, it's like um, if you're buying high-yield bonds, people are going to go into the very safest high-yield bonds. Or mm-hmm. if you're going into investment grade, they're going to the safest high, uh, um, investment grade bonds. Um but I did, a, I did an interview or a story recently with a $2 trillion investors, and uh, their basic take was that um, corporate, finance, corporate financials of most mm-hmm. companies um, are good. They're mm-hmm. much better than they were um, in 2008, and they're much better than they were at the start of the pandemic, because a lot mm-hmm. of the, the bad companies have essentially been uh, um, withered out. So uh, stay safe, uh, don't do anything too drastic over the next 12 months. But if the Fed um, starts pulling down rates over the next six months mm-hmm. or even the next 12 months, um, people are ready to get back into markets because uh, if you can get these yields now, 5 6 7%, they may not last long. I see, I see. And private bankruptcy is also arguably, you know, even more troubling. In fact, as of early April, UBS found that private filings were outpacing even the early stages of COVID when many firms went under. What's happening there? I think for private companies, an awful lot of these companies won't come into the into the bond market. They're loans, loans only, and um, they're smaller companies who don't have credit mm-hmm. ratings. So they're already starting from a weaker position. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that for these companies, um, you're right. The trends for the smaller companies, you know, who have 10 million in debt, that kind of size, uh, were kind of levels of you know the most since 2010 or something mm-hmm. like that. But I, I think we're seeing again, that lag effect that these companies could could hold out for 12 months as rates went up. Mm -hmm. But when you go from zero to 5%, basically, in terms of what you have to pay out in interest rates, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for some companies, it's unsustainable. And we will see more and more um, bankruptcies in in that area, particularly this year. I see, I see. I mean, if you look on like a specific industry basis, the financial sector, you know, it is under duress following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and multiple other institutions followed suit in recent weeks as well. I mean, we're seeing retailers from Bed Bath & Beyond to David's Bridal having also filed for bankruptcy. I guess, you know, the signals that no industry is safe from this phenomenon. Is, there, is that a fair assessment? I think that is um, 
I was looking at some of the bankruptcies earlier and in that period of time when mm-hmm. we had like seven bankruptcies yeah. in 24 hours or 48 hours yeah. actually they were they were pharmaceutical companies mm. they were uh, media companies device media you mentioned mm. they were you know um also medical staffing all these oil all across the, the yeah. spectrum to be honest I, I would say with regard to the financial sector that yes that, that's something that is an ongoing problem it keep mm-hmm. you know it, it started off in March with the failure of um, SVB mm-hmm. and uh, markets haven't put it behind them it's in the, you know uh, Moody's put out a note a couple of weeks back or it might have been Moody's or, or S&P that basically these things can take six months to, to work themselves out right. so we don't know if the other shoe is going to drop. Um, but basically, in terms of bankruptcies, et cetera, it's the, it's the consumer-facing companies that are under the most distress. Mm-hmm. Um, consumer discretionaries, consumer services, consumer products. Mm-hmm. They're the ones where we're seeing most of the bankruptcies. I see, I see. And do you, I see, I see. So uh, to wrap up our, our interview today, do you expect banks to continue tightening lending standards across all loan categories for the foreseeable future? I think there is, without doubt, we're going to see. Um, so basically, banks have to have more cash. They have to hold on to more of the money. They can't mm-hmm. be uh, lending it when markets are uh, reacting very volatile, volatilely to you know to to concerns about what's going on in banks' balance mm-hmm. sheets. So um, I think we will see um, uh, tighter lending standards, and mm-hmm. I think that's something that we're going to see across most. I wouldn't say it's for the, for the better companies like. It, it, it won't. I don't think it will affect blue chip companies, for mm. example. Yeah, because we we saw Pfizer raise thirty one billion dollars in the, in a bond sale just last week. Mm-hmm. But it, for the weaker companies, definitely, because banks need to add more capital. They need to put away more money uh, in terms of you know reserves for the weaker companies. So mm-hmm. for 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 for, the, for those companies, I think we're definitely going to see a tighter lending, and that that will be a real squeeze. I see. I see. Well, thank you so much, Finbar, for joining me today. Thank you, Hongbin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Finbar Flynn, who's the editor for Asia Credit at Bloomberg News. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.